Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. Everything's done with intention and purpose because we want to make sure we, number one, give God our best. Number two, we create an atmosphere where people encounter God and it's easy. Where we're not trying to force it. They walk in and they feel the love of Christ. Because we're not here to serve ourselves. We're here to serve others. Amen. Amen. And so culture matters. That's why we do what we do. Remember this. How do we continue to build a healthy culture? Ephesians 5.10. I'm going to ingrain this with you as much as possible. Ephesians 5.10. Find out what pleases the Lord. There was a period of time, especially in the beginning of the church plant, um, where I still thought like we were a church plant. And I've had to kind of reshape my mindset and go, we're no longer a church plant. You know, we're a church established and... You know, we have to move forward, and I can't think the way I used to think. And the way I used to think was I had control of everything. And those of you who've been around here long enough know I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I know that about myself, and I try to do my best to let it go, or I just stay out of the way or whatever, because as soon as I get involved, I'm just, you know, I don't know, I'm overbearing sometimes. And so I remember um, in the beginning that I didn't really let people... uh, discover or decide what direction to go in because I felt like it kind of all had to be me in the beginning, you know, just because everything was so new. And we moved here not really knowing too many people in Corpus. We knew plenty of people like in the Kingsville area, but we only knew one person and that was Brooke and David, which I didn't even know them. Cheryl knew them, you know, and so coming here, everybody was new to me. Everybody was like, I didn't know who they were, their attitude, their character, their nature. We just kind of said, hey, if you're breathing, come help us. You know, like that was that was the only criteria because I didn't know people that well. And so I felt like I had to be kind of this, you know, Hawkeye view person. And so in the beginning, I didn't let people kind of discover and grow and decide, make decisions. And one day it kind of clicked with me like, hey, I'm. I'm not letting people do this. I'm not letting people do Ephesians 5.10, which is, hey, you got to find out what pleases the Lord. Why are you asking me? Right? If it's in your care, you know, Gilbert, he's the worship director. If it's in his care, he's got to find out. If he just comes to me and says, hey, what do you want? Then it doesn't grow him. Right? And so I tell him, I said, bro, it's up to you. And sometimes that's freeing for people, and sometimes that's, like, stressful, right? It's like, okay, now it's all up to me. But what it does is it stretches you, right? It stretches you. It grows you. It helps you learn. I remember when Stacy and Mark, uh, we would talk to them about starting a prayer team. They finally said, yes, we'll do it. They said, how do you want it to be? And I had, like, a full paragraph written up. I was like, this is how I want it to be, blah, blah, blah. And then I deleted it. <laughs> And I just sent her Ephesians 5.10 <laughs> because I realized I can't start that off that way. It has to come from them seeking God for themselves and God telling them this is how we need it to be. 
And then they're just checking in with me, and I'm saying, yeah, this is great. Move forward. Yeah, this is great. Move forward. Or I'll ask them a question. What does this mean? You know, and then it's more of a dialogue as opposed to it just all comes from me now. When Leanne took over the kids' ministry, number one, I don't know enough about kids' ministry to be an expert, so we just kind of said, yes, it's up to you. But it was like, look, this is your baby. Have fun. Enjoy. We'll rehash when things aren't where they need to be, but right now, this is yours. And in the beginning, it was like, really? She didn't know. Like, really? I can just do that? I was like, yeah, make the decisions, you know? Uh, because we want to make sure we build a culture that is healthy. And the only way it's healthy is if it doesn't revolve around me. I've been in too many places where everything revolved around the person with the microphone. And because it revolved around that person, nobody had any freedom to do anything, make choices, make decisions, right? So in order to build a healthy culture, you have to have ownership. You, you know, when we approached Ashley about being the outreach coordinator, uh, she was like overjoyed, but she would ask me questions and I'd be like, you decide, <laughs> you know, like, ah. And I finally just had to go, here's the key. I'm not showing up. You do your thing. I'm out of the way because I know how I am when I get in the way. I'm aware that I'm crazy. Okay, I promise you. The other way. So number one, Ephesians 5.10, you've got to find out what pleases the Lord. Number two, you seek after God's presence every day. It's really that simple. You seek God every day and you find out what pleases him. And that's how we build a healthy culture. And you can do that everywhere you go. You can do that with your family. You can do that at your workplace. You can do that in, in any ministry department, any ministry role you're in. You find out what pleases the Lord and you seek him every day. And God will always bless that. But when it's about attitudes and, you know, your way or the highway and, and you know, my voice needs to be heard kind of thing, it never goes well. You'll hit resistance every step of the way. And so what I'm wanting to teach you and I'm wanting to impart to you is that if you really want things to be how God sees it or God designed, you have to know what he thinks about it. And there's only one way you can know what God thinks about it. Is you go to him, you seek him, and you ask him, teach me your ways. Teach me what you want me to do moving forward. Because honestly... That's what I've learned I had to do. Uh, I can't go and just, you know, copy 10 different churches and say, this is how they do it, so this is how I'm going to do it. Um, I had to go and say, God, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to move forward? There are so many people that are looking for a copy and paste uh, remedy for things, and it just doesn't always turn out that way. And so you have to be willing to say, God, Whatever you want is what I want. Show me what you want and be open to hearing that. Amen? So, now we're going to do something very interesting. I think I got through all that, everything I needed to say. Let's see. Timer. Yes. We're going to do something very interesting today. Um, 
we'll do the question and answer at the end. It'll take about 10 minutes to do that. But I asked the Lord this week, I said, I want this final session to be really uplifting. I want it to be encouraging. And I wrestled with it all week. Um, I really did. I just didn't have the direction. And all week I was like, I just want to know what pleases you. I just want to know. Just, and all week I'm thinking about it. And then last night I started really just going, you know what, I'll just, I'll just preach. I'll just preach about, you know, a story that I was thinking of about David and culture and all that stuff. And it was awesome. I was like, yeah, I can, I can preach that. Boom. Raw. And then it was like, no. And people started coming to my mind. And what I realized is there's something we don't do enough that we really do need to do more of. And it's simple. It's simple edification, encouragement, encouraging words being given, right? And sometimes you'll get that, you know, here and there in between a service or, you know, after, before, or just going out to eat. You'll get something like that, but I don't think I've demonstrated it enough on how to just simply encourage someone with the word of the Lord. And so we're going to do that right now. So God brought some people to my mind. And I want you to be bold enough to just come and sit in the chair. And I'm going to encourage you for two minutes. Are we willing to do that? I got like two people telling me, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very different. And I'm going to set a timer because otherwise we'll be here all afternoon. Um, and I got to go preach at 2 o'clock. So, um, Patricia, can you come up? Yes. Come on, Miss Patricia. It's too high. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You good? So I have this for you. It's Psalm, and I didn't give this to them, but I'll give it to you after. Everyone that I speak to, I can give this. I can send this to you, okay? Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, it says this. Blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So I want to share that with you because I believe that growth is your posture. I believe that you're growing inwardly. God is going to grow you more. As long as you stay planted by his river, you will prosper in everything. The other thing I wanted to tell you is don't settle for where you're at right now. Be hungry for more. Be hungry to learn more about God. Be hungry for more of his presence. Be hungry just to know him more because God is going to use you and he will use you in mysterious ways. He will use you in ways you never thought possible. So I wanted to share that with you because you are like a tree planted by the water. Amen. Amen. Love you, Patricia. Amen.
if someone could do me a favor while I talk to this next person, I need Leanne to get relieved for just two minutes and somebody could just relieve her. But while, oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> while we're uh, waiting for her, where's Wes? Wes, come down here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, Wes is going to need this. Especially for the team that he cheers for. They're doing horrible this season. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So encouraging already. Golly. I send him every. Come on up here, brother. I don't know if you heard what's going on. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to speak an encouraging word to you. Amen. All right. You ready? I'm going to read this to you. It's Luke 9, 57. Okay. It says, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds have the air, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus, Jesus said to him, let the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So I wanted to encourage you because I believe there's a huge opportunity coming your way soon. I believe that uh, God is going to open a door for you soon. If you keep your hand to the plow and don't look back, he will bless you greatly. Not only that, seek him more. Seek him more. He desires to hear your voice. He desires to know what you think and how you feel. And if you seek him more and you keep your hand to the plow, God is going to open those doors. Don't look back. There's nothing there for you. March forward. Keep your hand to the plow and move forward in what God has for you because he wants to do great things. Don't get distracted with others and, and what they might think and, and what you know, plans they have, you find out what pleases God and you stay focused on him and he will make you succeed. Amen. Love you, <laughs> Is Leanne here? All right, Leanne, come on down. She left. Where'd she go? <laughs> She's camera shy. Oh, making a different appearance. So I know you don't know what's going on, but we're just sharing encouraging words of people. Amen? So I wanted to share this with you. It's Galatians 5, 17. It's a long one, 17 through 26. It's got a lot of big words, a lot of intense stuff here. So let me... Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Galatians 5, 17 through 26. It says this. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. 
for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and all things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Now, I know I said a lot. But basically, what I want to share with you is that when I think of you, I think of the fruit that describes the Spirit. I, I feel like you embody the fruit of the Spirit. Everything that that describes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, those things are very hard to actually attain. And I feel like you do that with ease and with grace. And I just want to encourage you because I believe that you have a great impact on those around you, on the children that are in your care, on the ones that now you teach, your own family. And I want you to know that even when there are other things that tried to come against who you are in that nature, God always sees your heart. And you don't have to respond in any way that might want to get rid of, of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Stay walking in step in the Spirit. Because when you do that, you demonstrate to all of us how to live with the fruit of the Spirit. I've never seen you angry. I've never seen you uh, have a smart remark to someone. I've never seen you uh, get upset. You are one of the most patient people that I've ever been around. And I think it's amazing. So I want you to know that that is such a wonderful quality and it demonstrates the the Spirit of God in your life. And we love you, Leanne. What? <laughs> you just put the fruit of the spirit up for the kids right now? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Praise God. Awesome. Caleb. You ready? Psalms 84, verse 9 through 12. It says, Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. 
I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I want to tell you that when I think of you, I think of favor and honor. In fact, that came to me first, and then I looked up just favor and honor in the Bible, and this verse popped up, and it's there together. Favor and honor the Lord bestows. I believe God is going to bestow on you favor and honor that is uncommon. You're going to be able to do things that other people work really hard for. You're going to walk in. God's just going to do it for you because you walk uprightly. In fact, he said it right there. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Stay in the presence of God. Continue to walk uprightly. In fact, I want to do something because the first thing that it said, look on the face of your anointed. So uh, Rick and Jennifer, can you come over here? I want to do something. Stand up, Caleb. Jasmine, can you come over here? Just right there is good. I want to anoint you as a man of God. You're not a child. You're a man of God. And I believe God's going to use you greatly. And so I want to anoint you today because I believe this scripture is explicitly for you today. Amen. Just pour a little bit of that on you. Just get a little bit for you. We're going to lay hands on him. Just a little tiny drop. There you go. Share a little Jennifer there. There you go. Same Jasmine. Just get a tiny drop. Lay hands on him. Father, we thank you for Caleb. We thank you for his life. We thank you for the man of God you're creating him to be. Lord, I know that you have great and mighty plans for him. Let him continue to walk uprightly. And Lord, I ask that you give him that favor and that honor that you talk about in your word. That it will be easy to walk in the favor that you give him and the honor that you bestow on him. Lord, use him, help him to stay focused, help him to walk uprightly all the days of his life, never to go left or to the right, but always stay focused on you like an arrow. We thank you for that. Use him greatly and bless him all the days of his life and his family and his children and his children's children. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you, man. So there are a few people that aren't here, but I feel to share it anyways. Hopefully, um, you can get them to watch the live stream later. Uh, I don't know, just, I don't know if if she's watching, but your wife, I have a word for your wife, um, or you can just share it with her later. But for Ashley, Dorami, Doremi, Fasolatido. 
Ashley. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I wanted to share that with Ashley because I feel like sometimes she has to balance relationships, family, uh, things that go on. And it can be at times a thorn in the side. It can be painful. And I believe that if she understands that that is not there to bother her, it's there to make her stronger. It's there because if she can understand that God has more power in her life when she relinquishes that control and understands that that part of her, that weakness, that struggle, whatever it may be, as long as she surrenders that, God actually builds her up through that, right? And so I wanted to just encourage her today with this, that she has influence that she doesn't even know she has. She has a lot of influence. And if she can understand who she is and the type of influence she carries, she might actually make an impact on those people that may be the thorn in her flesh. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I wanted to share that with her. Is Angel serving today? She is? Is there a way to relieve her? Can we relieve Angel for just a few minutes? And while we're waiting on Angel... I'm sorry, I keep sending Star. No, Miss Starlina, you're coming down this way. Can, yes, you, you're next, Starlina. All right. Welcome. Hello. Miss Starlina, you're such a blessing. Isn't she a blessing? I want to share with you 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. It's a long one, but I know you love the word of God. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the work of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, 
to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So I know we uh, had a question, I guess a couple weeks ago, and Pastor Andrew was here about the gifts of the Spirit and speaking in tongues and all that. And one thing that I just kind of mentioned, and it came from this scripture, is that the gifts of the Spirit we should desire and want and pray for, but they are given as he wills. You don't just get to take what you want. The Spirit of God determines what you get, right? So that also means this. Just because you don't have it yet doesn't mean you won't get it. And so I felt this. This is all I was sensing, that new gifts are coming. There are things you're praying for, praying about, wanting more of, and God says new gifts are coming in your life. Whatever that is. Amen? So just be encouraged because you're such a blessing, and I believe that God's going to use you even more. This is not, uh, you know, you're just kind of fellowshipping with us. No, there's so much you have to offer, and God is going to even grow you beyond what you thought where you were going to end up. God has more. Amen. Amen. We love you, Arlena. enjoying this so far yeah. it's pretty pretty cool all right where's angel come on up miss angel yes give her a hand angel we love you you were one of the ones have you ever been on stage before <laughs> yeah yeah you could be on stage you want to preach next week no i'm just kidding i gotta guess next week <laughs> You, you're one of those people that jumped in on day one. And it's awesome to see how far you've come. It's, it's, just, it's just great. I want to share with you an encouraging word, okay? okay. First Thessalonians 5, verse 15 through 18, and then I'm going to jump to verse 20, and then I'm going to jump to verse 20 through 24. You ready for all that? Sure. Okay. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not despise prophecies. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. I know that's a lot, but I wanted to share this with you. Dedicate your life to prayer. I believe 
that God wants to use you in the realm of prayer. And I believe that you have a lot to gain from dedicating your life to prayer more. And I believe that when you do, when you pray without ceasing and you give thanks in all circumstances, you are walking in the will of God for your life. Sometimes you have the question, what is my purpose? What is the will of God for my life? And I'm telling you, pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying and continue to pray and give thanks in all circumstances. The highs, the lows as they come, give thanks because he wants to teach you and he wants to use you through that gift of prayer. Amen. Awesome. Love you. Thank you so much. Amy. Uh-oh. I got the face. We're doing good on time, I think. Hi, Miss Amy. Another one that just jumped in day one. I didn't even know you. <laughs> I just heard, yeah, I was just like, who's that person back there with our children? Um, and Brooke was like, yeah, that's my sister-in-law. I was like, oh, cool. So you know her? She's okay? Um, yeah. Ever since then, she, yeah. <laughs> we were a little desperate. We were like, who are all these children? Where did they come from? <laughs> and Miss Amy's just been a blessing since day one. And so I wanted to share this with you, just an encouraging word, okay? Isaiah 55, 10 through 12. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. And shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And all the hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This verse essentially is saying that when God speaks a word and when you repeat his word, it will not come back void. That means that your prayers will be answered. Your prayers, the prayers that are in secret, the prayers that no one hears, they will be answered. I want to encourage you, let you know that whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're believing for, his word does not come back void. Your prayers will be answered. Keep praying, keep believing, because he will do it. Amen. That's it. God bless you. Who's next? Lydia. Come on up, Miss Lydia. Hello. Are you ready? I love the book of Galatians. So... This one is Galatians 6, verses 6 through 10. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit 
will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith. So I have this one phrase for you. Don't grow weary. Continue to do good. Continue to sow. Because what you sow, you will reap. And when you reap, you will reap a harvest. It'll be great. And I love this last part. If we do not give up, I believe you are a fighter. I believe you're someone who doesn't quit. I believe you are uh, persistent. And so stick with that. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Continue the work. Just don't give up on your heart and your life. And he will bless it. And he will use you. Just don't give up. Amen. Amen. So the last two are my brothers who aren't here today, but I'm going to share it anyways. Hopefully they can watch the live stream. Uh, The first one is for Johnny Han. Johnny Johnson. I love this scripture. It's out of the book of 1 Samuel, verse 12 and verse 23. It says, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Johnny, if you're watching, I want to tell you that your faithfulness will be rewarded. Your faithfulness will be rewarded. Stay faithful, even when it doesn't seem like you should stay faithful. Stay faithful, and God will reward you. Consider all the things he has done for you. Continue to pray in all things. Amen. Share some love for Johnny this morning. The last one's for Michael. Yeah, Michael, he was on my mind, especially since his team lost last night. I'm sorry, brother. Sorry. So I want to encourage you this morning. (laughs) I want to encourage you with Joshua 1, verse 5 through 9. It says this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law of the Moses my servant commanded you to do. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened And do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever 
you go. Someone say amen to that. So I want to share with you, Michael, there is strength and faith inside of you. There is strength and faith inside of you. And whatever it is you've been desiring to do, whatever risk you've been desiring to take, take that risk and do it with strength and courage. Amen? That is all. That's everybody. Don't be jealous if I didn't call you. Talk to the Lord. All right, we're going to close out the last few minutes here. Let's see if I got any questions. Looks like I got a few. Let's see. Oh, somebody signed up to volunteer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, that's an interesting question. Are we going to have a city group Bible study for married couples? That's not up to me. Somebody wants to do that? Talk to me. Let's talk about it. If you want to do it, I'm down for that. How many of you be down for that? A married, married group Bible study, city group. That'd be great. Like, you know, a women's group too, a men's group too. Hey, they're all great ideas, but I can't run everything. So find out what pleases the Lord. Bless you with that this morning. <laughs> Do you think? Oh, wow. This is interesting. Do you think that we will eventually conduct night church services or midweek service to make our culture known here? Hmm. Well, that has always been a question. Um, our church is a little unique. Uh, we have, we're really spread out. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Jennifer and Rick drive a flat hour to get here every Sunday. They live in Rivera, Texas, which is like past Bishop, past Kingsville, past Ricardo. Then you find Rivera. You know, it's just over there in the boondocks. Um, we also have uh, uh, the Schwartz family and Toby and Maddie. They live out in Rockport, which is a good 45 minutes away. Plenty of people live in Kingsville, right? Got a couple of people in the Cal Allen area. Got people on Southside Corpus, Flower Bluff. We're really spread out. Robstown, like our church is actually kind of, you know, diverse in location. We got people who live down the street. <laughs> and we got people who live like way out there. So it's always been a little difficult to try and plan extra services because it requires extra help. And then that just means you have to do extra work. Um, and so it's difficult because then you're, you know, it's time, it's energy, it's effort. I will say this, if you like night service or midweek stuff, come to the prayer nights first. Enjoy that, that once a month gathering, Selah, it's awesome. Uh, we don't have pretty much any volunteers going on it's just we gather we pray it's real simple but to run a whole nother service all the planning that takes place uh the people the volunteers like you know kids ministry all that stuff it, it can be very daunting um to try and add that too quickly without enough help uh, so i would say that's great i love it um but 
I also don't want to burn people out because that can happen really fast. Um, so that's my thought on it. I uh, avoid things that try to burn people out too much. Instead, I feel like city groups are a great alternative because it's more just fellowship, gathering. We stay connected. We still pray. We still worship. We still gather. And we eat. Praise the Lord. Uh, eating is important. So <clears throat> I think uh, more city groups would be better than more services, in my opinion, especially since they're probably easier to plan for, get to, and not require as much. Uh, South side. Yep. Wow. How do I give my child back to Christ like Hannah did with Samuel? That's a good question. Uh, I think earlier was a good example. Just praying over Caleb, you know, releasing him. I don't know, man. Uh, I have a different way of thinking with my children. I know they're not mine. You know, I know they're not mine. They are my responsibility. They are... Um, you know, under my care, but I know they don't belong to me. They belong to the Lord. And it's my job to instill in them as much as possible the word of God. But I gave my child back to the Lord a long time ago. Like a long time ago. And so if you're having a hard time, like letting go, I would just say you need to pray more and just let go. Be like Elsa, right? And just let it go, you know, uh, because... <laughs> Because seriously, and I've seen this, uh, parents make children their idols. Um, um, uh, third Matthew chapter five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I, I've seen parents make children their idols, you know, and it's not healthy to prop your child up like they're, you know, mo most important thing. Yeah, you're responsible for them. They're, you know, love them dearly. But they don't belong to us, right? We are to steward our relationships. Our, our, our spouses, they don't belong to us. We are one, but we are to steward that relationship because ultimately they belong to the Lord. We have to honor them as such. Uh, when you take too much possession and control of a relationship, you become the supreme authority in it, and that's not the healthy way. God has already asked you to give that child back when they were born, <laughs> and you should do so. Amen? Let's see. Why are tacos such a blessing? I believe that the manna that fell from heaven was in the form of a tortilla. Just saying, fight me. I don't know why tacos are such a blessing. I will tell you this, that in other states... And other parts of the nation, they think they're eating tacos and they're eating some weird jacked up burrito from McDonald's. Okay, and it's disgusting. Uh, I remember when Cheryl first came to Texas and she didn't know what breakfast tacos were. <gasps> I'm not even joking. Those people that come from like up north and they get, they get slapped in the face with South Texas breakfast tacos and they're like, what have I been missing my whole life, right? Like, and then they gain like 20 pounds, you know, because <laughs> of the tortillas, right? Uh, man, welcome to the club, bro. Um, they're just a blessing. Sorry, that is so not biblical, but okay. Is that your question? <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
can we take time to pray for our country, the president, his administration, and government officials? Yes, and we do it a lot during Selah. Um, you should come to Selah. It's awesome. But we pray, even if you don't like the administration, we pray for them. Amen. We do it. We believe in that. Let's see this other one here. This is the last question. When we look at free will, oh, I love questions about free will. How even Satan was given free will to an extent with Job, Jesus, etc. How do we upload, uphold God's word to things such as abortion, COVID-19, vaccine, atheism, homosexuality, and people's right to free will and choose their lifestyle? And this is a preloaded question for the last question. It's a lot. Uh, okay. Um, well, free will... I mean, I don't want to get lost in the weeds because that's one of those questions that you can get lost real quick. Very, very interesting uh, theory. I'm going to just put it out there. It's a theory for me. You know, there's a lot that we don't know before um, the fall of humanity, right? We have glimpses. We have little pieces of the Bible that tell us things. And so we can only postulate. We can only kind of theorize what might have happened. And um, we know that a third of heaven fell with Satan, right? We know that Lucifer was once the chief worshiper in heaven. In fact, his entire body was an instrument. I don't know if you know that. Go read the book of Ezekiel. It talks clearly of his chest, Satan or Lucifer looked like. He was an angel of light. He, his, his literal body, his chest cavity was like built like an organ. Like his body was an instrument, Okay, and so when he sang, it was literally heaven singing. It was crazy, um, and that's biblical. But we know that he turned a third of heaven away from focusing on the Lord, and when he got kicked out of heaven, a third of the angels went with him. We don't know how many angels that were. We don't know how many you know, there were what we have. We don't know that number. We, it just tells us a third of heaven went with him, which is very interesting. I don't want to get numerology right now, but that's a very interesting number. Um, and so we understand that at some point in the timeline of heaven before earth, angels had free will. And I believe once uh, earth was established, free will for angels was removed and now given to man. Because it was up to Lucifer to decide who to worship. And he decided that he should be worshipped. He didn't decide that something else should be worshipped. He decided to be worshipped above God. That is the ultimate form of pride. Where you're the source and center of all attention. And it's not on God himself. And so Lucifer uh, wanted all the attention. He wanted not to be like God. He wanted to be greater than God. So God had to kick him out because he made that choice. Therefore... The enemy had free will. His followers had free will. And at some point, free will was taken from the angels and given to men. And so then now we have free will. And yes, we do have free will. We get to decide what we do with our life. We get to decide what we do with the message that is given us. But once we hear the truth, we are then accountable to the truth. Okay? And so once we know the truth, we have to be interesting side and respond to that truth. And our spirit knows. Okay, it's very interesting 
People ask the question all the time, what about the people who never hear about the gospel, who don't live in America, who live on some island? The Bible talks about them too. And God says he will judge them by how he perceives God through nature. So every person will be accountable to their relationship with God, whether they hear an American pastor on a microphone or not. They inherently have something inside of us. The Bible says that eternity is set in the heart of man. Every single one of us has a sense of belonging in eternity that is set there by God himself and it can connect with God at any moment. And once people get an awareness to who God is, then they make a choice and they're accountable to that decision. You follow me? And so, yeah, uh, the enemy had didn't have free will over Job's life. He only had enough. In fact, we talked about this in one of the city groups just recently. He only had the permission to do to Job what God allowed to happen to Job. He did not have free will over Job. He did not have free will over Jesus. He only tempted Jesus, and Jesus abruptly ended that conversation with the word of the Lord. Uh, so how do we uphold God's word to things such as abortion, COVID-19, atheism, homosexuality, and people's right to free will? Well, here's the thing. We don't control what people do. Um, in fact, it's very clear in scripture that it is not us, up to us, to be concerned with the outcome. It is up to us to be concerned with the output. Jesus said it very clearly in scripture that we are to plant the seed, water the seed, but the Lord brings the increase. It's not up to us. And so you might have family members like I do who are lost, who are homosexuals, who believe in this, believe in that. It is not up to you to change them. You plant the seed. You water the seed. You don't argue with the seed. You don't yell at the seed. You don't fight with the seed. You plant the seed. You water the seed. And it's God that brings the increase. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Boom. We done? This was fun. Y'all have fun? Yeah. This was fun. Very different. Very cool. I will tell you this. Um, next week, Pastor Steve Mills is going to bring a great message. Right after that, we're going to hit hard in a series in the month of November called The Gospels. And we're going to march through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, we're going to march through them hardcore. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be good stuff. I mean, if you haven't spent time reading a lot of the Gospels, we're going to dig out some of the deep and meaningful things in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Somebody asked me one time, they said, you know, I'm a new Christian. Which book of the Bible should I read? I said, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John again. And then read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John again. Why? Because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all about Jesus. That's it. It's about his life. It's about his ministry. It's about what he came for. It's about why he came. It's about what he told us to do because of it. So if you can learn Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for yourself, you can share it with someone else. You can share the gospel. You can go to the UK and get somebody saved. Amen? <laughs> Let's pray. Let's stand. Or yeah, let me pray. Then Star has a quick announcement for you. 
Lord, we thank you so much for your presence, for your goodness, for your kindness. Lord, I thank you for this series. Bless us. I pray that those watching have been impacted and that it helped uh, solidify things in their own heart and mind about who you are in their life. Lord, I thank you for those who received that encouraging word today. I ask you, Lord, to help us all continue to do that. Help us all continue to speak like that to others, to encourage one another, to lift each other up, to not tear down one another, not uh, ridicule one another, but to encourage and lift up and build up and mold and shape through your word. We thank you for it. We honor you for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life-changing. If you would like to support our ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.